Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in to Off the Bench. Today is Friday, you guys. We made it. This is episode number 979. I'm glad you guys are here today. I got a treat for you today. I am in Oklahoma, and I travel down here so I could hang out with my wonderful friend, Melissa Crabtree and Kay from MomStrong International. And guess what, you guys? Melissa's on the show with me today. She's doing something kind of amazing. I think you guys are going to be encouraged. Stick around. All right, so before we get going today, a couple of things that are on the calendar. First of all, happy birthday to my friend Jane Lambert. Jane, if you're listening, girl, I love you. Uh, this is a great day to celebrate you. It is also a really great day for you guys to register for Faith That Speaks. So I am coming to Bristol, Indiana. Coming up really quickly, and early bird registration for that event ends tomorrow. And so, you guys, this is going to be an in-person event. It's going to be a time to come together, to worship without fear, and uh, we're going to learn how to boldly declare who we are in Christ through an amazing time in God's Word, through worship, through conversation, and I hope you guys will join me. Mark your calendar for September 11 to 12, and you guys can get your early bird tickets. Hurry up, because that ends tomorrow. So that event, again, September 12th in Bristol, Indiana. This is Northern Indiana, for those of you who aren't familiar with the area, about an hour and a half from O'Hare. So I'm excited about that. One of the only in-person events I've been able to do all year. So come on out, you guys. Uh, I cannot wait to see you. All right, I'm I'm excited because Melissa Crabtree is here on the show with me today. You guys know Melissa. She's been working with me for kind of a long time. And uh, a couple of months ago, Melissa got fired up about a mask, a potential mask mandate in her hometown, and she's actually done something about it. So I asked her if she'd come on the show and talk to you guys about it. Melissa, my friend, welcome back. Thanks. Happy to be here. So uh, I'm in your neck of the woods. Yeah. It's hot. It is hot. It's hot. I don't mind telling you. Well, it is August in the Midwest. <laughs> it is August in the Midwest. You know, I was talking to Kay because Kay's here too. And uh-huh. we, you know, Kay drove up from Texas and you drove down, right? Yeah. From Enid. Yep. And I drove what over from Virginia. I don't, know I don't what even your know where. Point we no one it. ever even knows, right? We don't even know what day it is. Is it Christmas yet? I don't know. It should be. But we did that so we could hang out together. And I'm normally I see you several times at least a month during the season, and I haven't seen you. I know that travel season is filling. I have really, really missed it. It really does fill me to spend all that time with people. Yeah, it does me too. And I, uh, I was telling my husband, I I didn't realize how much I loved it until I didn't have it anymore. I think there's a lot of that going on right now. People going, wait a second, never mind. You know, I like, I like my, my life back. I saw a guy with a t-shirt in in the store the other day and it said, I miss precedented times. That's so true. I think people are missing community and not just the church. I think the community is missing the community. Oh yeah. No question. And you have been, uh, you've been pretty much just staying home, right? As a general rule. Um, Yeah. As far as traveling. Yeah. Um, for sure. You're not flying anywhere. Yeah. The airlines are a mess right now. We flew the weekend right before this all started. I helped move my niece, uh, in Phoenix and that was the last time I flew and it was, um, it was kind of a ghost town. Actually, I remember being really disturbed when I stepped into a concourse in the Denver airport where I'm, and you were I land regularly that same gate. And it was very, I mean, I was, and I, I remember being moved to tears. I was, it was just jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that was the very beginning of all this. I mean, that was maybe the last weekend of March. Yeah, it is very jarring. And uh, and it, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Mm-hmm. I mean, truly, the, the mandates continue to come down. Uh, I just uh, did a little research. We are right now on day 152 of 14 days to flatten the curve. Mm. And uh, I continue to believe they're not trying to flatten a curve. They're trying to flatten a nation. And they're doing that in a lot of different ways. And you guys live in Oklahoma, and so you don't have, lucky for you, you don't have a statewide uh, face diaper mandate. We don't. And actually, I'm really thankful for Governor Stitt. He has worked very, very hard, and he has continued to say, you guys, we started this to flatten the curve, and we flattened the curve. He said, coronavirus is not going away. We need to learn how to live with it. And he will not. He has said repeatedly that he will not uh, issue a statewide mask mandate. So the congressional committee is sending Dr. Burks to Oklahoma to meet with Governor Stitt because he is not cooperating with the CDC. What they say are suggestions. So they're angry with the states who are not turning those into mandates. And Governor Stitt has held his ground. And I'm really, really thankful for him. And we continue, and I keep asking other people, send emails. Let him know we yes. are for him. Let him yeah. know he's got people on his side. Yeah. So I really am thankful for him choosing to give people the responsibility to take care of themselves. Well, isn't that kind of what we do in this country? I mean, we're supposed to be taking care of ourselves. Yeah. And uh, not having the governors or the uh, mayors or the city council uh, babysitting us. And really, whatever the government, people need to remember this, whatever the government gives you, it can also take away. Mm-hmm. And so now we basically said, we give you permission to tell us what to wear, to tell us when we can go to a restaurant, to tell us, you know, when I, I was thinking, it's so interesting. I saw a funny meme this morning. The, this is actually a meme gold mine. It really is. <laughs> and I saw a meme this morning and the guy was just, there was a guy saying, that he was so thankful that uh, the Rona wasn't at Walmart after 10 o'clock because apparently you can go into a bar after 10 and get the Rona, but you could walk <laughs> over to Walmart. So he was like, you know, thank goodness that uh, Walmart is a safe place for me. I can go there and be Rona free after 10 p.m. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense at all. And you, you definitely have seen uh, where you live in Enid, you, it was a city council, right? So I want to, I want you to kind of walk everybody kind of through what you've been doing because you've really gotten off the bench and onto the battlefield for the issue of personal freedom in uh, your town where you live right now of Enid, Oklahoma. So how did that start? I guess now about four weeks ago, I'm not sure exactly. I saw a, a news article come across my Facebook feed and it said there was a meeting, an emergency meeting for, to discuss the possibility of a potential mask mandate. And it involved several other things. And, you know, they posted the agenda and what it was going to be. And I looked around, I'm, I've only been in Enid for two years, so I'm still feeling like the new kid on the block in town. And so I thought, okay, well, who's going to lead an effort? You know, I'm going to show up at the meeting. Tell me what color shirt I'm supposed to wear. Tell me because I'll show up. And, you know, help represent and which actually I've never even done that before. I've, I've researched, I've always voted, um, but I haven't done a lot at the city level. And um, so I looked around for about two hours and I thought, okay, I don't see anybody doing it. So here we go. And um, so I, I made an image right away and I just thought, okay, I know that I've seen people wear a certain color shirt. I've seen you do that, Heidi, when you've taken people to the Capitol. So I thought that's a good idea. Then if people don't want to speak, they just, they can represent just by being there in a t-shirt. And um, so I made an image and it had the time that they needed to show up. It had the color shirt to wear to represent freedom. And um, I think that was it, the address of the meeting. It just said, Enid, Oklahoma, potential mask mandate, the address, the time, wear red and show up. 
And I shared it on Facebook and within 12 hours, I saw it getting other people sharing it that I'd never met before. It was getting shared in our little town chit chat Facebook group. And so I thought, okay, the word's out. And I have a texting service that I use with my young living group that I, um, so I did have people text that so that I could remind them the time of the meeting, but this could be done without that. It could be done with only Facebook and other networking ways. There were people that I'd never met before that didn't even have Facebook accounts who showed up in a red shirt because people got the message. They started emailing. And then uh, the other thing that I've learned over the course of that few days, so that happened on a Saturday. The meeting was on a Wednesday and we had over 175 people show up to that meeting and they'd, Enid said they'd never had that much input in a meeting like that. We were, they had said we were going to be socially distanced in the room and the meeting room was going to be capped at 25. And we were packed in there like sardines, far from <laughs> socially distanced. And, and how many people have died from the Rona since then? None. Actually, oh, just our numbers in our town have gone down. Mm. So this was the exciting thing. 175 people showed up. The meeting was about four and a half hours long. I was so proud of the people who got there and spoke. This is one thing that's really important, I think, to know. I've never done anything like this before. I've never been to a city council meeting. I called my city commissioner in March to talk about things like this and the lockdown being more strict in the state and things like that. So this time I wanted to do more than just make a phone call. And um, we had 40 people speak against the mask mandate, most of them trembling. But they did so great. Some people were prepared. I did type my speech. I practiced because I, we only had two minutes. That is not very many words in two minutes. So we practiced our speeches, um, but a lot of people spoke without anything rehearsed, without notes, and they, they used their voice. They made their opinion known, and then 135 were able to make their position known just by showing up in the red shirt. Well, and that's really important, like the color shirt. So when we started going up to Olympia to protest conference of sex education, we said everybody wear green because what happens is those lawmakers look out into that crowd of people yep. and they see, oh my goodness, because they wouldn't have known it unless you're wearing that it's color. It's true. It's so very they see effective. a whole room full of people in green shirts and maybe only five of those people get a chance to speak, mm-hmm. but the people that are watching are going, okay, if everybody got a chance to speak, we'd be hearing you know various iterations of the same thing. And exactly. so the, that color, doesn't matter what color you pick, exactly. the point is everybody is united. And you can go to you know Walmart and get yourself a shirt for four bucks. Mm-hmm. And even our city commissioners, after the meeting, they said, you know, where did the red shirt come from? And I said, I just picked a color and started texting people. And he said, that actually is very effective. Very and powerful. Yeah. So that was really great. Yeah. So they voted it down that one time. And then several weeks later, not even three full weeks later, the one city commissioner who uh, Mr. feels- Ben. Is this Ben? Yes. Ben Azell is his name, Commissioner mm-hmm. Azell. And he's finishing out his eighth year as a city commissioner. And he he feels very strongly about this issue, and um, well, because he went to school in Oregon. Well, he he does Didn't have he? yes, he did. He went to Willamette. Is that how you say it? Yes, Willamette. He all the way along. He has introduced in the city council meetings a lot of liberal policies that he's trying to pass. He mm-hmm. has mentioned in the past. Uh, making the LGBTQ a protected class in Enid and things like that. So, but he feels very strongly. He is also um, seems to think that this is a major emergency in capital letters. People are dying, and we've had five deaths in Enid, most of which don't even live in Enid. They just happen to have died in our hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, our numbers are going down since that mask mandate was voted down. So that went. So the 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 one that you're the first one yes. was July fifteenth, right? Yes. When you guys defeated that and it was a five to two vote you Mm -hmm. lost a supporter 
right on the city council in between mm-hmm. the first so you so basically you voted it down on they voted down July 15th you guys showed up you did this amazing thing and then uh Mr. Azell comes back and he basically says I'm going to bring this up and he said any one commissioner can put one an item on the agenda and if this fails again I will keep bringing something back in different iterations so basically what he's saying is he doesn't care that you guys showed up and that the city council voted in agreement with you that you don't want a mask mandate in, in Oklahoma. He's going to basically uh, bring it up and bring it up and bring it up and bring it up until he wears everybody out because really that's how they do it. He's going to wear everybody out and then he's going to get what he wants. And so you guys decided to do what? So after, that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. It really was. For us, it's not just about the mask. Uh, there are years of stories of him not hearing and working well with the people in Enid. However, when he said that, that means every two weeks we're having to rally this many people. He's wasting the commissioner's time. He's yep. wasting the taxpayer's time. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly not representing the people who are showing well, up. he's bullying you. I mean, it's, yes. it's, a different, it's a different kind of tactic. It's a bullying tactic. And to me, when uh, people need to remember, these guys that you send to Washington, D.C. or the city council or the library boards or the state parks commission, they are there to represent the people. Mm-hmm. They're not there to push their own agenda if the people don't want it. The idea is that you represent that you represent the people. And so the moment you realize, oh, my goodness, I don't have a representative who's representing me, there are things that you can do about it. So you started to research this and it's led to i mean i'm looking i just typed in enid oklahoma mask mandate and girlfriend you were making the news well and it's definitely not me doing it by myself so i was the one who started the thing with the red t-shirt for the first meeting there were a lot of people who came and really felt very proud to be a part of that movement and they saw a difference so we switched to a facebook group and we did not expect that two weeks later recalling mr azell was going to be what was next right our goal was to encourage our city commissioners start learning the process because this was new for all of us get involved in city city politics and uh like i said we did not think that less than one week later we would have what we seemed like felt like in quite an antagonistic email i'm going to bring this up every single two oh, weeks yeah. until well it's not it's very self that self-focused that that is his. And yes, there are some people in Enid who do want a mask mandate. There are a few, but it's definitely not the majority. And it's not the majority of the ones showing up at the meetings for certain. So we did lose one voter. One That one person in particular, word on the street has it that he... Uh, he changed his vote really kind of playing politics because he knew that it was not going to pass because he knew the votes of the others. So if he voted that way, it made some of the people in his district think he was for it. Um, That's one because thing we I have really also heard that he really politics. doesn't actually want it to pass. Yeah. Well, that's then he should vote, but he, right. I mean, that's the whole thing is crazy, but you guys, um, I'm looking at this, uh, from a, a newspaper in your area and says, on Friday, an organization calling itself the Enid Freedom Fighters, this is cracking me up, Melissa, I gotta, I gotta say, announced it would it would launch a drive for a petition to recall, uh, how do you say his name, Ezel? Ben Azell. Azell. I don't want to get that wrong because I saw what they did to Tucker Carlson when he pronounced right. Kamala Harris's, you know. And then right. Biden also mispronounced it. I just, I'm just, I'm dying. That's so funny. I mean, we're living in an upside down world, whatever. So the commissioner is term limited and he's going to leave office on May of 20, in May of 2021. And so according to the city charter, the petition needs 75 registered Ward 3 voters to meet the recall requirement. So you have done that. We have. We actually found uh, 200 who thought they were registered, and this is a good tidbit. 
Uh, if you don't register in two general elections, so you need to check the law for your state, you actually, your, your registration goes inactive. So we had over 200 signatures that we found in less than 10 hours of sitting in a parking lot and canvassing neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. We then, we actually, we did the math a little bit more specifically. We needed 69 specifically based on our state laws and the past elections, the numbers of voters. So we gathered over 200, about 30% of those had actually inactive registrations. So that was good for us to learn. We didn't, I didn't even know that you could go inactive. So if you have an inactive registration, that means that you haven't been voting. Correct. Yeah. So, so then that's another issue. So hello, everybody. <laughs> Vote. Right. So we <laughs> talked about that. And then we had to, um, so we had about 130 registered voters in that ward because our town is divided into wards, areas, and it's only people who live in that ward represented by Mr. Azell that have valid signatures. So okay. we gathered that pretty quickly and then we submitted it to our city clerk and then they verified our signatures and then we just got that back a couple days ago that it's verified and officially submitted Mm -hmm. and then what happens next and actually we're having some disagreement about this with a couple of attorneys Uh, i'm working with my state representative to help help us get with the attorney general in the state because our city charter says the election should be in 30 to 40 days but then our state elections say something about at least 75 days notice well that would be the february election well that's five city council meetings yeah yeah, that's five that's city lot. council meetings of this guy bullying his right. way around, throwing his weight around. And they say then if we wait until June or May, I haven't even counted how many since because people have said, well, he's he's leaving anyway. And he keeps saying that. Well, I'm leaving anyway, but whatever. Well, that's a lot of damage you can do. Absolutely. And, and I think people need to people need to realize these are your state representatives. They or your city council. They represent you. Mm-hmm. And when they're not, it doesn't matter if they've got three months left or three years or three weeks. Get rid of them. Right. Because they're not doing what what, you, what they were sent there to do. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the reason I wanted you to share your story on the podcast is because I know, because I get these questions all the time. My um, little forum at Mailbox Monday is filling up with people saying, mm-hmm. what can, what can I do? do? And it's, an, you know, we, we can complain about this. We can talk about how terrible it all is because it is. And we're, you know, rapidly losing our freedom. I've been talking about Marxism in America now for a long time at the podcast, but this is something people can actually do. And so I wanted, uh, I wanted to, people to be encouraged just to hear your story about how uh, you got involved in this and how people can do it. They, there's a re- I started Googling, there are recalls happening all over the country right now. Yeah. People are angry. There are a lot of frustrated people. Yeah. Because we're not being represented. Absolutely not. You know, we see these people uh, that we've elected. I mean, a great example are the 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 smaller boards in cities and even on the libraries these are all elected people they mm-hmm. are appointed or elected and they can all be recalled and it's like they get in there and they they're in there for life you know or they just run again and we think well there's nothing we can do well but and nobody's paying attention yes oh man and that's a big one too so if somebody's interested in uh in just digging in, you did something because you're just, and people, people go, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't go to college. I didn't study political science. I don't know anything about this. Uh, that's what Google is for. Mm -hmm. And you actually did that, right? You started just doing your homework. We did. There's a group, uh, and actually out of the, there are seven of us who are helping with the recall effort. Uh, five of us are homeschool moms. So, and yes, we're homeschool moms who have different gifts, but that's really been one of the cool things about this is that the people want a voice they need a leader, but leaders can, don't have to know everything first. 
They just need someone to help move everybody forward. People want to be a part of something like this. Yes. So anyone can definitely do something. I started Googling. We started reading our city charter. Just go to your city website. There will be words there. Find one commissioner and start asking him questions. Your city attorney, uh, start asking them questions. You know, they are available and they work for the people. And it's easy to forget that. I mean, as a confession, I haven't been involved in city politics at any level and it's, I have thoroughly enjoyed it, but what's happened is, like I just said a minute ago, we haven't been paying any attention. Mm-hmm. So you get one person on the board who has an agenda, and they fill the board with their friends because yeah. nobody's paying attention. So ultimately, right. it is the people's fault for where we are, mm-hmm. but it's people are realizing this, and it's a really big wake-up call. Anybody can do something Find friends. Just start asking on Facebook. People will come out of the woodwork because they want to be involved in something like this. Yep, that's right. And to and just to let your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I think sometimes I think back to when Jay and I started First Class Homeschool Ministries, and I'm being kind of alone up in Northern Washington, and wondering is there anybody who wants to get together? And so I just put a little post out on Facebook. I said, Hey, this is what. Not Facebook. Facebook wasn't even around then. Uh, I I went to I went old school. I went to Starbucks and the grocery stores, and I started putting up little. Mm-hmm posters and just saying, Hey, you know, we would like to start a homeschool club. And I set out like, I don't know, 25 chairs and over a hundred people showed up. Yeah. And I think people need to realize what's happening right now, particularly in, in a culture where we are so polarized and the left is so, um, antagonistic and really there's so much wickedness. I mean, we feel it. I've been, I was talking to you about this last night. I mean, I've been all over the country in the last three and a half weeks. It is sad. It is very sad. It's very hard, but it cannot keep us from doing what we can to turn things around. And so you have to understand the tactics of the left. And uh, your uh, city commissioner is a great example of this. He is going to go back and go back and go back until you guys either run out Mm -hmm. of energy or you just get beaten down and you go, you know what, forget it. Just do it. It's like when it, it's like when moms are really tired and they look at the toddler and they see the Sharpie in her right. hand and they just go, you know what, color whatever you want and I'll paint over it later. Right. right. Well, that's where we've been now for, I don't know, what are we going on? A couple of generations of this. And so really people have to understand the tactics of the left. The conservatives as a general, as a general rule, Christian conservatives in particular, we're not fighters. Mm-hmm. We basically want to have a job. We want to go to church. We want to raise our families. We want to, you know, we want to organize a church potluck. We don't want to organize a recall effort. That's just not who we are as a general rule. But whenever Christians get out of the the sphere of influence, whenever we pull ourselves out, evil always fills the vacuum. And these guys are fighters and they are, uh, they, they definitely have agendas. And until less than until people start doing what you're doing, which is, Hey, you know what? I don't actually like this because you don't have time. I mean, that is the sake. truth. I had a life before this all started. Yeah. <laughs> now I have a whole nother life. You do. I know because you're harder to get a hold of. <laughs> but I, I think that if people would start to recognize you actually do have, this is still the United States of America, right? We still have freedom. Uh, all the things they're doing, even with the mask mandates, the statewide mask mandates, it is unconscionable what is happening in our nation right mm-hmm. now in the name of quote safety, right? So we're bending to these, you know, really an unconstitutional mandate with science that's not even in and we're hurting people. Thanks for listening today, you guys. I hope you have appreciated what we've been doing here to try to encourage you to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. For more information, please check the show notes today and we will link back to resources. Also, don't forget, we are going to be coming your way to Bristol, Indiana, September 11th and 12th. Register right now, you guys. I cannot wait to see you. You are going to be so glad that you came. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.
For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.